Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to the Mini Break, your daily podcast for the biggest storylines, results, and controversies from the tennis world. Today is Wednesday, May 27th. Want to take today's podcast to catch all of you listeners up on all of the various storylines that are merging throughout the tennis world. Uh, of course, the ATP, the WTA, the ITF tours all suspended through August 1st, but we've started to see so many professional tennis players make their return to the courts in these exhibition events we see popping up around the globe. Of course, last week we had Alex Theodoritis on the show to talk about the Swedish indoor event, the Tennis Magazinette Open. We also had Steve Weissman on the show to talk about the UTR Pro Series, which hopefully all of you got to see some of last weekend on Tennis Channel, and of course there was a men's event a couple of weeks prior as well, but it's not just those two. Really across the globe, again, you can point to Germany, you can point now to Serbia, to France, uh, to New Zealand, to England. So many of these exhibition events starting to pop up as it becomes much, you know, more more possible for these events to be held safely and to ensure that health regulations are followed. And again, is it the highest level intensity of tennis we've seen thus far? No, it's not. But I know how refreshing it is to all of us fans to get to see our favorite players competing against one another again. And so I want to spend today's podcast giving you guys updates on some of the events all of us can look forward to in the new future. Of course, I want to talk about some of the other news stories as well, things like Naomi Osaka getting money, and of course, I want to share some of my favorite pieces because so many members of the tennis media right now cranking out some excellent content despite there being no tennis. I've really been impressed with so many different pieces, so I want to just bring a couple of them to you listeners' attention, but before I can do any of that, I have to remind all of you that the reasons these podcasts are made possible is because of the support we get from our friends at Midwest Sports, and for more than 20 years, Midwest Sports has been supporting tennis players across the globe by serving as one of the world's premier tennis equipment suppliers. They offer a comprehensive selection of fast shipping tennis supplies that few retailers can match and also have one of the largest in-stock inventories of tennis equipment online with tens of thousands of products available for shipping directly from their automated warehouse to your front door. They value innovation and have personally tailored their products to highlight your skills on the court. And their well-trained staff are intimately familiar with tennis equipment and can help you find that perfect racket, perfect shoe, or perfect tennis clothing that is sure to put you ahead of the competition. Their selections are also consistently first to market, and they pride themselves in stocking their warehouse with the newest products at the lowest prices. To find all of those products, be sure to go to their website, MidwestSports.com, and I guarantee you, you're going to find some gear you like. They've got it all, whether it's Yonix or Babolat or, uh, you know, Head, K-Swiss, Nike, Wilson, Adidas, you name it, it is on their website. You're going to find gear you like, and you're going to want to order your 
yourself up some stuff. And so how you can do that is by going to their website, again, MidwestSports.com, clicking on what you like, and then to save yourself some money, not that you need to because, again, their prices are already beating their competitors, but just to save a little bit of extra money in your pocket, let them know we sent you there. You're going to want to use our promo code CR15, and the reason you're going to want to use it is not just to save that money. You'll also get free shipping on all orders exceeding $75, free two-day shipping, excuse me. And then above all else, the piece de resistance of this deal to ensure that you have all you need to make your return to the tennis court. Midwest Sports is going to throw in a free can of Wilson Extra Duty Tennis Balls. Again, all of that at your disposal by using that promo code CR15. Go to MidwestSports.com. Use the promo code. We are so grateful for the support they give us. The least we can do is ask you listeners to go support them as well. MidwestSports.com. The promo code is CR15. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe. More than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Alright, with that being said, let's get into to the news. And I know I teased at the beginning that, you know, the exhibition events emerging is the big storyline. And it really is in a larger sense for tennis fans because, you know, all of us are just itching to see professional tennis make its return. And no, are these, you know, sanctioned events? They are not, but it's still exceptional to see our favorite athletes back on the court. But what's truly exceptional is the factoid all of us learned this past weekend about Naomi Osaka. And, you know, It's definitely a downside of being a professional athlete, right? Being in the limelight, having every aspect of your personal life, every professional decision you make and the implications of those decisions examined in the sort of spotlight that's on you and the never-ending, you know, whirlwind of attention that you receive. You never get a break, right? You never get to just be yourself, sit back and relax. Well, you know, you know who is living out their life to the best of their abilities? You know who is handling all the success they've taken in stride and making the most of their uh, line? 22-year-old Japanese tennis sensation Naomi Osaka, who of course came onto the scene uh, prominently when she won the 2018 U.S. Open and then immediately followed it up with the 2019 Australian Open singles title. You know, she set the single season record in 2019, racking up $37 million in earnings uh, during the season, more than any other female athlete in history. And just for perspective, and again, all of you can learn more about this by checking out Kurt Badenhaus piece in Forbes.com. Forbes traditionally sending out their list of the highest earning athletes, uh, both male and female. And, you know, again, for her, she made, in, over the past year, she made $37.4 million. That was $1.4 million than Serena, and it set an all-time earnings record for a female athlete, breaking the record held by Maria Sharapova, who made $29.7 million in 2015. Above all else, Osaka ranks a hundredth, uh, ranks 29th, excuse me, among the hundred highest paid athletes, male or female, while Serena is number 33. It's the first time since 2016 that two women have made the ranks of the hundred highest paid athletes. And again, you can find more about that a later. Now, you know, to keep in perspective, this 37 point, uh, 
four million number is, of course, pre-taxes, pre-expenses. Not that that matters because just to bring in that sort of revenue is exceptional. And it speaks to her unique background, the fact that, you know, obviously she won two Grand Slams back-to-back at an early age. Her unique heritage, a Japanese mom, a Haitian-American father, just the broad appeal of Naomi Osaka she's got and just how engaging she is, how you know, I, I think the word unique gets overused because for something to be unique, it truly has to be one of a kind. And you want to say something's unique, but in reality, we've seen it before, right? And so it's not actually unique. But she does have this uniquely engaging personality where she seems reserved and yet her confidence screams through. You know, she's so uh, – confident in who she is as a person and so confident just doing what she believes in doing and it's so admirable and that's why she's captured the imagination the attention and the affection of fans uh, across the globe now of course for her you look at how she's you know managing uh how did she manage to earn this sort of revenue well you know you got to keep in mind she was going to be one of the poster athletes for this year's olympic games in japan and you know sponsors for her such as procter and gamble nike uh all nippon airways and nissan and just all of these different options available to her it's an incredible uh story for Naomi Osaka, and it speaks to the sort of heights that, you know, uh, professional athletes can reach by playing tennis, particularly, I don't think there's a more prominent uh, sport in women's athletics right now than women's tennis, and I think the success that the people like Serena and Maria Sharapova and Naomi Osaka have had financially and commercially and what they've gone on to, even beyond the tennis court, it speaks to uh, why, you know, tennis is such a fulfilling sport, why it is so exceptional, and of course, tennis still has its flaws, you know, in terms of pay equity, in terms of ensuring equal attention goes to both the men's and women's games. We have stuff as a sport, and I say we because I consider myself part of tennis as an institution at this point, but we have things that we can continue to get better on. No one is denying that, but this speaks to right now the possibilities in the game, the sort of empowerment provided by women's tennis where the best of the best are treated and compensated as any other athlete. Again, two of the top 35 highest paid athletes in 2019 uh, were women's tennis players. I think that speaks to, and again, it's not the equity from one to 1,000 that we want to see between the men's and the women's game. And, you know, even for, for both games, the pay equity from the players 500 to 1,000 compared to those players ranked one through five is not at a place where we would like it to be. But the opportunities made available at the top of the women's game, uh, it's exceptional. And again, it's a credit to Naomi Osaka, the amount of hard work she's put in, the amount of, you know, success that, that she's been able to have, the amount of success she has had. And it's a testament to her. Of course, she is rec- uh, represented by IMG. And I just think that is a duo that is going to be a powerhouse moving forward for the next couple of years. And you know what's even better uh, than the fact that Naomi Osaka, you know, obviously that is the big story. And that is why, you know, she is definitely the biggest winner of this Memorial Day weekend. But even more impressive has been Naomi Osaka, the interviewer. She has made the pivot to media, folks, and she's doing it on Instagram Live. She's calling herself the quarantine press conference uh, host, and she has had a variety of players on the show. And now some of you listeners will know we like to poke fun at all the comedy that happens on tour week in, week out on our YouTube show, Overserved. And so I do want to save some of the clips, uh, you know, so that we can have a little fun of them at Overserve. But just to give you a, uh, you know, a little taste of the conversations Naomi Osaka is having, the sort of fun that she's able to produce when interviewing fellow players, getting them to relax and be candid. Here's a clip of Naomi Osaka talking about the best dancers on tour with Gael Monfils. 
you know, to be honest, Nick is not bad. Nick Kyrgios really? is not bad, you know? He's not bad at all. I've never seen him dance. Because he's a bit shy, you know? On, he's shy? Well, shy. shocked. But, you know, um, he, he can dance. He yeah. can dance. If you really. were in a dance battle, what is the dance that you would, like, start with? The doggy. I love the doggy. <laughs> <laughs> Old school, but I love the doggy. The doggy, it's, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, it's your go-to? Yeah, I love, I love it. You know, just the, you know, the, the rhythm is good and the, the vibes, you know, when you lean to the left, lean to the right, you know, it's just, you know, I'm on it. I mean, if that's not good content, I don't know what is. And so, again, it, it's a testament to the talent of Naomi Osaka. Everything she does, she shows, you know, the, that personality gets shown off. And it's just, it is appealing. And it's different than anything you've ever seen before. And so, you know, the conversation she's had, she's had... Uh, conversations with Gael Monfils and Stefano Tsitsipas and there was a Francis Tiafo incident that involved pantsing and you know it's just all so funny and so you know for Naomi Osaka she is winning uh this past week in quarantine at least certainly so shout out to her and you know if you haven't go check out all of those conversations because they are all so much fun uh with that let's get into some of the other news as well because again there were other storylines that have emerged over the past week just to keep you all updated on in terms of tennis making its return a good sign for you know the u.s open the u.s to exempt some foreign athletes who compete in professional sporting events allow them to get to this country to compete despite the existing travel bans in place and you know if you want to say why are we putting a preference on athletics why are we putting a preference on athletes as opposed to some of the other things going on that's your prerogative but in terms of from the perspective of athletics this is to allow other players you know or players professionals people who are pursuing their jobs to return to the country in pursuit of that job, you know, hopefully in a safe and healthy manner, and there will be precautions taken as well. Uh, speaking of which, I, I you know, you, well, I guess I'll actually hold that for a second, hold that thought, but, you know, this is the first step in, in terms of opening up the world and opening up uh, our, you know, the borders certainly to athletics and ensuring athletes can move freely and flow in between and come back and compete safely. And so, you know, that's a good sign for the U.S. Open that there will be exemptions. It speaks to the fact that all of these leagues are trying to figure out some sort of way to uh, resume once again, at least from an athletics perspective. So that was a big story. Of course, another big storyline that emerged was the fact that Roger Federer came out and said that as of right now, he is not training uh, because in his his quote, I'm not training because I don't see a reason to do it right now. Uh, that may be indicative despite the fact that athletes are being allowed to return uh, to or allowed to travel between countries, at least here in the U.S. They're allowed to come from other countries. Uh, Roger Federer is not anticipating the return of professional tennis anytime soon, and he isn't training uh, because of those reasons. I know he's also harboring a bit of an injury right now uh, but for him he said you know he's got a lot of miles on his body and he, you know the fact that he doesn't see it coming back especially immediately it speaks to just how many logistics have to be worked out before we will see the return of professional tennis at least at the ATP WTA and ITF level so I thought that was interesting, but of course, I think that's a perfect place to say, even if we don't get the return of certified ATP, WTA, ITF events, there are going to be so many exhibition events or other forms of tennis to entertain us all as tennis fans. Uh, Let's start with a a topic that's near and dear to our hearts, of course, World Team Tennis. We have had World Team Tennis CEO Carlos Silva on the podcast numerous times, and of course, this is going to be such an exciting year of World Team Tennis, the 45th season they had expanded to 
nine teams once again hosted an incredible all-star event at the end air that was aired live on CBS Sports uh, at the beginning of March, I believe. Uh, But of course, they, like every league, had been affected by this coronavirus pandemic. But, you know, uh, World Team Tennis CEO Carlos Silva convinced, determined uh, to get this season played in the sa- you know while following safety and health guidelines. And you know it was announced this weekend. World Team Tennis is planning on giving it a go. They are all systems activated for the 2020 season. They have figured out their logistics. In fact, they are planning to host this event. Uh, they have decided to host the entire season this week uh, on the. Uh, at the Greenbrier Country Club in West Virginia that's going to be, you know, they're planning to start July 12th, but they're planning to have all the teams, all of the uh, World Team Tennis organization, all of the people needed on site, all in one location for the three-week season, and they plan to play all 14 matches. They plan to play through the playoffs. They plan to, you know, test athletes as they arrive and constantly monitor their status, but as of now, it's all systems go, and again, it, you know, I was on a press conference today with Carlos Silva where he was offering details. They're even going to have fans in the stand. Now, the capacity of the stadium they're playing at is 2,500, but in a, a you know in coordination with local, state, federal government officials, their plan right now is to have, uh, have fans at the event, but no more than 500 fans, so 20% capacity in the stadium. They believe that will allow enough space in the facility for appropriate social distancing between fans. Um, of course, the resort, their plan at the Greenbrier beautiful resort is all enclosed uh, and they're trying to accommodate as many players as they can on each roster you know they're trying to ensure that the players follow all the safety the health guidelines they can um you know, daily temperature checks, as I mentioned. If someone tests positive, they will immediately, of course, be pulled out of the competition, but they're still working out the logistics. But, you know, as of right now, it's all systems go. And I know as a tennis fan, that is something we can all be excited about. So, you know, be on the lookout for that July 12th. And let's be honest, we will likely have uh, Carlos Silva on the podcast one more time before then. In terms of the other exhibition events, if you listen to the podcast we did with Beth Pneumatic Sands, the Cracked Interviews podcast, which you can find in video form on our YouTube channel, you'll all know that there was recently announced the Credit One Bank Invitational in Charleston, a 16-woman Laver Cup-style event that's going to be happening in June, being played on Tennis Channel. Again, two teams of eight. We learned that Beth Pneumatic Sands will be one of the captains. We also know players like Bianca Andrescu and Sophia Kennan and Sloane Stevens, Victoria Azarenka, Amanda Nisimova, and so many more already committed to this event. It's going to be sensational. And even if there was professional tennis going on, we would all be excited for it. But, you know, the fact that there's not, it makes something like this even more enjoyable. And maybe if there are no fans in the crowd, we'll get to hear how candid and how loud and what these players are saying to one another. And maybe it'll get really competitive. I know there are still details that are trying to work out, but that's something we can all get really excited for. So, you know, if you want to learn more about that, go check out the conversation I had with Bethany Maddox-Sands where we talk about this very event that I know, again, we are all looking forward to. Another big one, uh, the announcement of the Adria Tour, a charity tennis tournament hosted by world number one, Novak Djokovic. And you look at the field that he has started to put together for this event, and it's an event, again, uh, that will be held in Serbia, I believe, uh, Croatia, and Montenegro. You look at the participants he has locked in. You know, he's going to be playing Dominic Team's going to be playing, Grigor Dimitrov's going to be playing, Alex Virev's going to be playing, Borna Chorch is going to be playing, Marin Cilic is going to be playing. This is going to be an awesome event. And, you know, 
it's been so fun as a fan of American tennis, and I know, you know, as someone who gets into the nitty-gritty, I'll watch any players, right? For me, it doesn't matter what, what you're ranked. If you're playing an ATP event, I'm intrigued, I'm or a WTA event. If you're playing a professional tennis event, I should say, I'm intrigued, I'm locked in, I'm going to watch the match. For the casual fans, this is the sort of event I know all of you can get excited about because it's Dimitrov, it's team, it's Djokovic, it's Chorich, it's Chilich. These are names we all know and love and are used to seeing at the top of the game. So uh, I think that is an event, again, the Adria Tour, which is going to take place June 13th to July 5th. Again, a lot of fun tennis coming up for the month of June. It's clear after three months, these players are you know itching to get back out there. And if they can do it safely and healthily, following all these guidelines, more power to them. Uh, so expect to see a lot of exhibition max- matches. And again, that Adria Tour uh, is certainly going to be exciting. We've also seen this week the return of, of tennis in Prague, as we've seen women uh, competing there, players like Kvitova, Mukova, Stritskova, Sinyakova, uh, Pliskova, Krajekova, Harajekva, and Vandrosova, who is not playing but may still be playing soon. I mean, so many great players uh, back in action again in Prague all week long, and it's not just there either. In New Zealand, they're ready to rock and roll once again. They're going to come together and play as part of a New Zealand regional tennis event. Uh, it's going to feature guys, of course, that we all know so well. A guy like Cam Nori, who we've all uh, who we've spoken to on this podcast multiple times, and just many players throughout New Zealand are uh, going to be taking part in the event as well. And again, it gets crazier and crazier because I keep mentioning them, right? And and that's not. Even even it. You've got all of these other events popping up throughout as well, and of course, uh, we will continue to monitor all of them as we continue to learn more and more about them, but that's just a brief update for all of you listeners on the events we've had so far, and again, shout out to uh, our friend Alex Theodoritis and Tennis Portal and for putting on their event in Sweden. Shout out to our friends at UTR for uh, the Pro Series event they put uh, together this past weekend with Anisimova and you know Tom Janovic and Danielle Kahn. Collins and Ali Risk. Unfortunately, it got rained out, but it was really fun to watch while it was happening. And again, we all miss tennis at this point. And of course, shout out to Katarina Jokic, who won the EXO tennis event in Atlanta. Look, I will say this, you know, for all of you fans out there who are looking to get on the action, go to dkng.co slash cracking rackets because DraftKings does have odds for all of these events. And I was at the National Indoors D1 event this year, and if you're a fan of college tennis, you know the name Katarina Jokic. She was the top player in the country for the previous, you know, last year for certain, the previous two years really overall as well. And I fell in love with her game at the National Indoors. I just, I see a pro tennis player there, and I think she's going to be very, very good because she just has so many different skills on the court. The ground strokes are beautiful. Anyways, uh, she brought home the title, and I think she was like plus 3,000 odds to do so, and I... I may have, you know, texted Max Rothman and said, hey, this is something we should be interested in. And whether we hit it or not, I'll leave that up to uh, mystery. Uh, But let's just say there's action still to be had on on DraftKings. So go to dkng.co slash cracking rackets. Shout out to Katarina Jokic for that. Shout out as well uh, to the French uh, Tennis Federation who uh, continue to release more information on how they plan to help uh, all of those affected by COVID-19 in the French tennis ecosystem. You know, whether it's the various clubs, the players, the coaches, the financial support they have in place, they have are ready to launch on June 3rd and are will be operational. So shout out to them for getting all of that going. 
All right, last weird news story for all of you, and weird is the wrong word, you know, sad, tragic, whichever you want to go with, and, you know, details have still need to emerge, but we learned a couple of days ago that ATP number 27, Nikolos Bastelashvili, arrested in Georgia on charges of assaulting his ex-wife on May 21st in the presence of their child. He has been released on bail and denies the charge, but obviously, you know, that is... Just, I, I think that's a story that we had to mention here. You know, I'm, I'm not going to make any assumptions about innocence or guilt, but that's never a situation you know you want filtering into the tennis world. So hopefully, uh, again, whatever decision, you know, it's just it's not a great situation. But just an update on that. All right, let's switch gears. A couple of excellent pieces I read over the weekend, just for to put to all of your entertain uh, entertainment. If you want to learn more about how Alan Ma abandoned a career in finance to become one of the most influential tennis coaches in Asia. Go check out the WTA website, WTA Tennis. You can learn all about him and more. Uh, if you want to hear more from Stuart Frazier on how tennis can learn from squashes, strive for gender equality, and you know work to better incorporate equality amongst our sport, go check that out at thetimes.co. Again, that's an excellent piece. Also, go check out uh, Simon Briggs's piece about talking why the time is ripe for men's and women's tennis to merge. Uh, he gets testimonial from people like like Donna Vekic, Pam Shriver, and Worcester of UTR, Craig Tilly, of course, the head of Tennis Australia, and so many more, are talking about why it's so complicated and so difficult to execute. And again, a really good piece that offers great insight into what's going on right now. If you want insight into the, the WTA Player Council, go check out Carol Bouchard's interview with Natasha Pavelchenkova, uh, all, or uh, Natasha, excuse me, Anastasia Pavelchenkova, which all of you can find on tennismajors.com. Um, also, two blasts from the past. Tumani Cariel wrote about Mary Pierce and her win at Wimbledon 20 years ago. Exceptional piece. Whenever Tumani writes something, you know I read it. You can all find that at theguardian.com. And then last but not least, one more Stu Frazier on Tim Hedman and his run to the semifinals of the 2004 French Open and how he successfully managed to serve and volley on clay, arguably the greatest achievement of his career. You can find that at thetimes.co.uk. And and then last but not least on today's podcast, shout out to all of those in the college tennis world who received ITA national awards, players like Ashley Leahy, Will Blumberg, so many more, deservedly so, are receiving the awards they get. And, you know, again, college season was stopped short, but there was so much great tennis play. So it's really awesome to see the ITA honor all of those great athletes who put together exceptional seasons during this 2020 uh, year, despite it ending up being compromised. But that's really all of the news going on in the professional tennis world. Of course, if you want to hear more depth about the tennis financial sister, uh, the financial implications, I should say, of COVID-19 on the professional tennis world, go check out the podcast I did last week on the GSP with Sports Business Journal's Brett McCormick. You can also check out the podcast I did with former ATP CEO Mark Miles. Uh, if you want to hear more about you know the week-in, week-out grind, go check out the mini breaks I've done with Mark Lucero, Steve Weissman, and you know so many more. We really do try our best here at Crack Rackets to keep you guys up to date on all things going on in the tennis world. Of course, Crack Interviews-wise, so many great conversations with so many of those exceptional college athletes throughout the globe, uh, throughout the country, excuse me, talking to them about how they're weighing, whether they make the choice to come back for an additional year that the NCAA granted them, or ready to continue their lives, turn professional, do whatever it may be that they want to do. There Again, there's 
so many great stories out there, and it's such a privilege to get to interview all of these players, so be sure to go check all those out on the Cracked Interviews podcast. And of course, last but not least, if you have not yet, go check out our newest podcast, our first narrative-based show here at Cracked Rackets, the Inside Out podcast, the first season of which focuses on uh, American men in the open era and, you know, the best American male player during any given season. It's a spectacular series, you know, so much hard work put in by super producer Daniel Westoff. All of you will enjoy it, I promise, so be sure to go check that out. And speaking of the super producers, shout out, as always, to Max Fligner and Daniel Westoff for the to get that right fuel in your body, to get that only tennis-specific energy bar out there, go to aerobar.com. Use that promo code CRACKED15. Get 15% off your orders. Get everything you need to make your return to the court as successful as it can be. Uh, but with that being said, for our friends at DraftKings and our friends at DraftKings, Midwest Sports, and Aerobar, for our super producers, Max Flingner and Daniel Westoff, and from all of us here at both Cracked Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You know what we say, folks. That's the break, and we'll see you all tomorrow. Thanks, everyone.